1: Oh, weird, late start. Stupid already. It wasn't on a. It wasn't a full on zenith zenith bash. But I could sense it was trouble from the start of that. Felt weird too. You can't figure out, I'm completely uh, discombobulated. I woke up late. Well, okay. So the way it unfolded was 5:55 a.m. I have to get up out of bed for my like third pee of the night. I'm doing this all wrong. I, I, uh, if I were smart, I'd get up like before this show and take care of the running workout. When you do the running workout in the evening, like I do, you drink a ton of water because you're dying. end up going to bed and then that water has to leave it's uh magnified by the one kidney thing the need to pee so that sucks so then i'm up every oh, it's just insane i was talking about this the other day but the downside of that is i i don't want to get up that early i'm up all night peeing and then i'm getting old so you know it's it's uh it's takes longer to pee and my bladder doesn't completely empty because I'm old than an asshole. God, this is fucking terrible. This getting old sucks. By the time 6 AM rolls around, I want to keep sleeping. So what do I do? Okay. Because the alarm is going to go off at, uh, like six 20. I go, well, I'll just hit snooze all the way till like 7 a.m. I go, fuck that. This is all in my head. I'm going to go ahead and set the alarm for 650. That's what I'll do. While setting the alarm, resetting the alarm. I end up. I don't know what the hell I did. Next thing I know. My wife is waking me up saying, honey, it's seven I go, it is what the, uh, you gotta go do your thing. Oh my God. I go, well, I'm going to need help. I need someone because you know, I usually get up, uh, take care of the dogs. I go, can you help? Yeah. Yes. I'll help you. Just go, go. My God. So I'm completely screwed up right now. Welcome in to the Eric Zane Show podcast. Kyle from Dumpster Divers will be our guest today for another edition of Let's Kill after significant time away. We'll talk to him. That should be fun. It always is Eric Zane. Hey, eh, eh, hey, Eric Zane. Hey, eh. uh, demolition removal. Junk removal, Eric Zane. So, I'm looking forward to that. Glad you are all here. Uh, Aram says, why'd she let you sleep so late? She didn't. She woke up, like, then, too. Normally, she wakes up because of me. So, she's, uh, I guess, the Whatever. For some reason, she woke up and took a look at her phone said, hey, it's, uh, it's time to get going. Uh, the show happens each and every day in the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. Uh, Baldwin Ace Hardware, a beacon of DIY awesomeness in the Northland. So glad to have them as, uh, as part of this show. Uh, yesterday, back to the radio station. This is like a really, it's it's a schedule that's, wow, you know, pretty dramatic because I got to get my stuff done here and then got to get to the radio station. But I'm learning that uh, Bill does zero show prep. Like today, when I sat down here late, I knew that I was under the gun to get everything prepared to be able to put on a show. I have to see what stories I think are interesting that I can talk about topics that I can park on, uh, kind of like go back in my brain. What do I need to share? What do I, you know, discerning, deciphering, editing out in my brain. It takes time. Bill on day one, he rolled in, uh, at, well, before I did, and I was like, "Oh man, okay, he means business." I I get it now. And then uh, day two, he got there, and just as I was sending texts saying, "Am I doing the show alone today?" And I'm like, "Huh? What is going on here?" Uh, yesterday, same thing. So, and he just rolls in. Turns on the microphone, and then he's got huge opinions and big-name guests. I don't know how he does it. I would, not, I would not function well. I don't function well like that. It makes me nervous. I uh, posted yesterday promoting the show with this uh, horrible picture of Bill. We had a couple of moments during the show because Hank writes, "You should be on this show every day. You add a lot to the show." And I'm like, "Oh my God, thank, thank you." Now, to be honest, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm very, very uncomfortable with him, so I don't quite know how to react. But I am figuring it out, um, and it, it it's tough to put a finger on it and to, to be able to explain exactly what's going on there when we're together, but there's a bit of, um, uh, odd couple like vibe to it. Like a couple of bickering old men vibe, which the uh, frustration is obvious. He doesn't listen to me half the time. And that usually leads to moments that are, are pretty funny. I think, um, uh, Andy said, it's working. You two need to be a duo every day. Andy said, you bring out more Simonson frustrated fry humor, which I'm not sure what that means. Simonson frustrated fry humor, Andy F., who I know, Andy. And it works. I did, in fact, call him an idiot. All right, now I'm back. This whole thing has been a disaster already. Thank you, Jason Mays. Various people are calling me a dipshit. All right. This may be a shorter show today because of how stupid I am. Okay. Jesse is now typing song lyrics and a good callback. What are you doing? Jesse, I appreciate that. I appreciate you all and your efforts. Eric, what were you talking about? You look like you were really impassioned. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. This is all terribly embarrassing. So let's review. Uh, How this is all unfolded is... Start of the show a handful of minutes late because I overslept. That's a problem. Then there's the problem of weird crackles are coming out of the microphone. Okay. Don't know what's happening. Time passes. Everything freezes up. Ridiculous restart upon restarting the there's no sound terribly embarrassing as long as you're all getting a laugh out of it what an asshole I am all I can do is try to put distance between those incidents And now. And try to just do a good job for the rest of this show. I feel very vulnerable and weak right now because I just did like a whole bit and not one person on the planet was able to hear it. Okay. It's over. Let's move on. Jerry Jones has a problem. The owner of the Dallas Cowboys. America's team. Jerry Jones, he's an old guy. Uh, He was speaking. I guess some guy died. And uh, the guy he was speaking about. His name is uh, Larry Lacewell. and so at the um, like eulogy, this guy was the director of scouting on the team and, and that guy was was old too, 85 and he died um, in May. Well they're having like uh, some big hey let's honor old Larry event. And Jerry decides that he wants to cut up. You know how like it is at a funeral, you kind of like it, it. I love funerals that turn into roast that are, that are, are excellent comedy. And when you're sad, you really don't need to try that hard to make people laugh because all they want to do is get away from the sad feelings. So you don't got, you don't have to work too hard to make people happy when they, they, they want to get away from the sorrow, you know? I mean, I, uh, think about when Diana's dad died and everybody was like, oh my God, he did this. He did that. He was so great. And then it was, uh, one of his subordinates went, cause he was a, a fire chief back in the day. No, he was a captain. He was a captain, not the chief, and um, one of the guys that worked with Diana's dad come walking up. No one's ever seen him before, and he stole the show. I mean, everybody's uh, reading sorrowful, sorrowful words about Jerry. He did this. He did this. He did that. He was great, and then uh, this guy comes up. And he goes, yeah, I'm here to tell you how Jerry earned the nickname The Hammer. We're like, what? And no one had ever heard about this. Some of you have heard this story. But it's great. You know, hanging around the firehouse gets to be pretty rowdy, I guess. And um, all they would do at the firehouse in Bloomfield Township, Michigan or Birmingham Township, Bloomfield, is Bloomfield Township, is uh, lose their checks playing poker, drink coffee, make chili, and sleep. So, you get around the firehouse, you're there for two or three straight days. You're very close with these people. Uh, first of all, Diana walks up and she's talking about how committed he was and, and how, uh, how his resolve was strong. And when he quit smoking, he just did it cold Turkey. So that was incredible. And then this dude walks up, this Lieutenant, he goes, Hey, uh, now that, uh, Jerry's passed, I'm here to tell you he didn't quit smoking. He smoked all the time at the firehouse. So he drops that and Diana's like, wait, what? So that was incredible. I laughed. Then, um, he's talking about, you want to know how we got, how we got the name, the hammer. And first of all, no one knew he was known as the hammer, but around the firehouse, the guy had like a second life. So one of the, uh, one of the other lieutenants or whatever is, uh, sleeping in the bunk and chief calls a meeting and he says to Jerry, he was the captain he says, go get everybody. Hey, uh, chief wants to have a meeting. Get up. Fuck you. You can't say fuck you. I'm the captain. Get out of bed. Fuck you. He goes, all right, I'll fuck you. And Jerry was a big dude. He brings back his fucking hand and just buries it right in the guy's face. Right in the eye. Ah! And just fucked the guy up, and a guy did not. He just got up out of bed with his eye immediately closed, and they all like saw it. They go, The hammer! He gave him the hammer! And from that point on, he's known as the hammer. How spectacular is that? When Diana's dad retired, they, uh, the, the, I guess the way they do it is they put you in the passenger seat of the fire truck, and they drive you home in the big ladder and the all the way home lights going. They drop you off. They go get the fuck out of here. I love the camaraderie between folks in the firehouse. It was just pretty. It was, had this, this, this ball busting military vibe to it. It was just sweet. Kicked his ass out. He's crying. And they're like, yeah, get out of here. You pussy. Fuck you. It was fantastic. I loved it. So Jerry Jones is roasting old Larry, the director of scouting for the Dallas Cowboys, Larry Lacewell. In his uh, speech, he's busting balls on Larry Lacewell and, Paying tribute to him and his exploits with the football club. His speech about the scouting director highlighted his efforts to help create stalwart teams that pose legitimate championship threats in multiple seasons. During the speech, Jerry Jones, in order to joke and, you know, bust the balls of the deceased Larry Lacewell, um, wanted to go down the road of hey i want to i want to honor larry at any practice or meeting by uh doing something that will remind us of him now i guess this guy this larry lacewell was short as shit like super short like makes me look like a nba basketball player so jones said hey i'm gonna get me a midget To stand up there with me and dress him up like Lace. Calls him Lace. And think Lace is still out here helping at practice with us. But here it is to Lace, really. And I'm serious about that. So, the line, I'm going to get me a midget. That did it. Now, I don't know about you. Uh, I mean, I understand that is a problem. Now, in front of you right now, I am still going to say midget. That has not become offensive enough, in my opinion, to get me to stop using it. whoever is in charge of making that word more offensive, you're going to have to work harder because I am still going to say that. There are words that I think it could be a real problem. And I won't. This is not one of those words. And the reason, one of the reasons there's, there is a big reason why I, um, I'm i not convinced of that. Because I've got, there's, there's two sides to the story, and I'll, I'll get to that. Just be patient with me. I hope you're not too incredibly offended that I did that. That I read it verbatim. And that I indicated to you that, I mean... So yeah, I mean, if if someone comes out to me uh, and uh, I I would say, "What do you look at you? You're a midget, Jesus." Nonprofit organization, little people of America. You see, they they enjoy they they like being called little people, and I don't see what's what's the difference. Little people, midget. Who gives a shit? denounced Jerry's implementation of the word stating the dwarfism which is another terrible word you what would you rather be called a dwarf which is isn't that like a mythical figure isn't that like uh from fucking fantasy movies the dwarfism community has voiced that they prefer to be referred to as dwarfs do they have a meeting do they say all right what are we going to be known as it's like half the Half the groups raises their hands, midget, and half the groups, the dwarf, little people. We prefer dwarves, little people, people of short stature, or having dwarf dwarfism, or simply and most preferably by their given name. Yeah, you know, honestly, that's, that's the thing. You shouldn't have any labels. If you really wanted to do this right, um, you know, you just say, Okay, so like if I were to be going out with Stu McAllister and my cousin, I say, hey, my cousin and I will pick you up. I would never dream at this point in time of saying, hey, my cousin and I are going to pick you up. Well, no, I would do that because I wouldn't tell him that he's a midget because I would want Stu to be surprised, and that would be hilarious. But in most cases, most people would say, hey, my cousin and I are going to pick you up. And he's a midget, so don't be shocked or whatever the fuck. It doesn't matter. But little people of America, they should be focusing on, we should just be referred to as people. No labels whatsoever. We're just people. And that's, that's I think, the best, don't you? Um, little people of America spoke with TMZ and specifically reference Jerry Jones' usage of the derogatory term midget is a term that has been widely known to be derogatory for years and should be common knowledge to anyone in the public arena, such as Jerry Jones. Now, I'm, I'm going somewhere with this as to why I think they've got bigger fish to fry at little people of America. The organization continued. Ignorance at this point is simply not an excuse. Any use of this disparaging slur, along with suggestions or insinuations that our statue exists for amusement, is deplorable and inexcusable. Jones apologized. During a media interaction in Oxnard, California, where the Cowboys were holding a training camp, Jerry Jones issued a public apology for saying the M word. Earlier today, earlier today, I made a reference, which I understand may have been viewed as offensive. I apologize. He stated. Um, this isn't the first time this term has been associated with high profile sports figures during a 1995 playoff game against the Charlotte Hornets. Michael Jordan purportedly squared up against five foot three point guard Muggsy Bogues. Muggsy was a well-known player who utilized his unconventional for the NBA stature to great advantage. During a final key possession where Muggsy had the ball during the game's remaining seconds, Michael reportedly stepped back and allowed Muggsy to take a shot that would have won the game. Michael reportedly said, shoot it, you effing midget. Muggsy took the shot and missed, and his stats were never the same after that. (laughs) However, Muggsy himself denied the story, saying that it's been debunked several times and that Michael Jordan never called him the slur. However, he did take a step back and let Muggsy take and miss the shot as seen in the video above. Kind of interested in seeing uh, that little fella. Uh, okay, hang on. It wouldn't surprise you at all if this doesn't work. The way today's been going. I think he could dunk Muggsy Bogues. Or am I getting that wrong? That might have been Spud Webb. Uh, here's some great uh, grainy 90s video for you.
2: 76, 76,
1: 420 remains. there he is, little guy, right here, a little shit running around. Shoot it! Open, takes that baseline jumper, and Michael there again. Boy, sure. 76. Boy, that was great. Sure, I'm glad I took the time to play that. That was, uh, that was just fantastic. Well, anyway. uh the rest of the story, as Paul Harvey would say. I think that little people of America they need to turn their attention towards this outfit. Extreme midget wrestling, as it's known. They have their this is this is incredible. Now they have come through Grand Rapids before and everywhere they go, they are met with uh, people that aren't blessed with dwarfism and actual dwarves or little people are there raising a stink against them. Saying this is the worst thing in the world. So I think this is uh, one of the most hilarious things that could ever happen. To have all of these guys in the organization that they call themselves. Extreme midget wrestling. Baddest Lil Show. And it has to be L-I-L. Lil Show. um, Getting protested by other little people. And I think it would be a spectacular spectacle to have these folks screaming and yelling right out in front of 20 Monroe Live, the local venue, with other little people surrounded by people supporting the little people who don't like the term midget. And. I mean, until this gets solved, until this gets solved within their own party, I think we're all in a holding pattern on this term because these guys love this term. So I don't think we can um, say that that is a slur yet. I think we have to wait. We have to uh, let these parties figure this out before we decide. I mean, it's, it's, who do you believe? Uh, one pack of people says this is a slur and the other half are like, well, no, wait a minute. Now. Uh, we don't think it's a slur at all. Uh, we're all performers and this is they're They're using the term. So, I mean, I think that, um, this is really strange too. It's this one is tough to figure out and even discussing it, it opens the door for trouble. If, if I continue to um, talk, I'm going to uh, give you other examples of things that, that you could say about various races of people that you could put into this. And this would probably result in all sorts of issues for me that I, frankly, I don't want to go down this road. All I know is, You've got the little people of America are saying, do not use the term midget. It is an absolute slur. And then other little people are saying, bullshit, extreme midget wrestling. Which, if you were to look at their tour, these people are busy beyond belief. Tomorrow, they're in San Antonio, Texas. Now, they're playing a lot of places, like basically just bars and you know, you'll be sitting there having a drink and uh, look, uh, Lucha dwarfinators, And then you're sitting there macking on some chick and there's uh little people beating the shit out of each other in the squared circle. Caboose bar and grill. So they go from San Antonio to Houston, all the way up to Illinois. And so that's kind of the tour Midwest, And the South. Uh, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Virginia. So East Coast, Massachusetts, North Carolina. They're playing at the uh, Army National Guard Base in North Carolina. Elkin, North Carolina. Georgia. Alabama, Virginia, South Carolina. Georgia, more Alabama. Texas, Texas, Texas. Lots of Texas. Florida. Florida. North Carolina, Virginia, Florida, Alabama, more Texas, and then as far west as they go is uh, Arizona. So I mean, strikes me as something that probably in your liberal communities you probably don't want these guys to go in there. It 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 might backfire on them. These people, you're you're going to not woke communities, I think. But okay, in fact, if you took a look at the wrestlers in the organization extreme midget wrestling um these guys work their asses off you got boombox stevo now uh these people are stronger than your average like they're stronger than you and I they may be shorter but they have uh, uh, in- incredible strength like that of three or four men, but the arms are shorter. So you may actually be able to do okay. So they do have limitations. They sometimes they don't move well, depending on how, how uh, uh, wonky their legs are. A lot of times you get a little uh, bow leg action. Um, you got Rasta Roo pinky. This, this young lady looks to be an in incredible shape outlaw. And I like how they really. The website looks excellent, and they they really dress up uh, Octa, octagon Cito, another luchador mini fusion that looks badass. Another luchador mini Durango Kid. Another luchador known as Lil Pecker. I think he's a he's a rooster. Lumberjack is there. Lil D, King Midget, and then this is sad. These two are dead. Uh, Rampage, he's dead. Mike Hawk is dead as well. All right. And they have been in Michigan. And I remember last time they were in Michigan, they were protesters. So you get woke little people and other woke people protesting the little people out in front of the venue. It's great. I love it. But Jerry Jones... um. I mean, I don't even know if I'm Jerry Jones, frankly, I might be like, yeah, you know, I understand that there's people offended, but I don't think that we're at a spot where I can apologize. People are like, what? Huh? Yeah. You know, first of all, I'm old and I'm super rich. So I don't really give a shit. And third of all, um, I've got little people themselves calling themselves this. That would be like, um, uh, 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 you know, the NAACP changing their name and and having a different N-word somewhere in their title. You know, that would be horrible. I wish I hadn't said that. That's probably going to come back to haunt me. Uh, would it surprise any of you that I'm hearing terrible noises in my ears? I need to unplug this. Hang on. All right, I think everything is breaking down today. That's how it's going to be. The uh, idea is floated. Eric Zane, can you ask uh, Eric Zane? Can you ask Kyle from Dumpster Divers how many midgets he think he could take in a fight? Um, I will. And I'd like to answer that too. Um. I think one. No, I don't even think I could take one midget. And If it were one of these uh, uh, midget wrestlers, no. I, I don't think I could take a one of them. Um, they're extremely, maybe I would have a chance against the lady. Um. Ron from dirty donut races. Jerry Jones should book the wrestlers at the Cowboys stadium and do a show for charity. They should be the halftime entertainment. Another question. Kyler writes, "Uh, how many could uh, Kyle Tiller fit in one provided dumpster from dumpster divers, a midget midgets, a dumpster full of midgets for God's sake. I probably shouldn't use that term. What do you guys think? The suggestion or the uh, uh, variable, it really depends. Is this a one-on-one where they're all lining up to fight or are they all engaging simultaneously? It would all be simultaneous. I don't think I I could beat one of these people. For the folks that are watching on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, oh, my gosh, uh, it's been a shit show, absolute shit show for you. And I apologize for that. It's its nothing that I did. It just happened to happen. No, it is something I did. <coughs> but it's just one of those days. You just got to roll with the changes, as Kevin Cronin from Ariel Speedwagon would say. Um, all right, so if you are on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, uh, what we're going to do now is I'm going to send you on your way, but if you want the full show, you can uh, catch the rest of it on Twitch, twitch.tv slash live. Thank you so much. If you would go there and follow, you might have to uh, give yourself a little username so that I, uh, you, you can, you can watch, but uh, that's what you do. Twitch.tv slash live. That's where the show goes on in its entirety. And as always, you can sign up for my Patreon where I do another second podcast each and every day. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Or download the audio podcast wherever you download podcasts. Okay? Just uh, search for uh, for my name, Eric Zane Show Podcast, and there you go. Listen to your heart's content. I thank you. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Facebook and Twitch. Brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Twitter, brought to you by Blue Frost IT. And YouTube, brought to you by Frank Fuss. If you ever want to reach me on an email, eric at com, On the Shoreliners Striping Inbox. Obviously, everything sponsored. That's how I eat. And I want to keep eating. The Eric Zane Show podcast is powered by the Eufy Video Smart Lock E330 This thing's amazing. These people sent me one, and I'm so happy. I love it so much. It's a lock. It's a 2K camera. It's a doorbell. Three-in-one, triple security. You know, a lot of the times when you buy something that's like a camera so you can see who's at your door, you're going to have to pay a monthly fee. That is not the case with the Eufy Video Smart Lock E330. And by the way, I want you to search E-U-F-Y Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. The Eufy Video Lock is easy to install, set up with just a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling required. Thank goodness, because if I did that, there'd be holes all over the place. It'd be horrible It will be. It's fingerprint recognition on this thing. You got to try this out. Search Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or go to eufyofficial.com slash video lock. Full three-in-one triple security with Eufy. Uh, I was featured on another podcast. A gentleman by the name of Matt Cundell which is a risky name to say Uh, it premiered yesterday. He published it and um, I want you to check it out because if you're interested in uh, some of the backstory of how this thing happened and you know, it, he calls this a podcast for broadcast. It's aimed at people in the broadcasting industry and um so that's his niche i met him a few years ago at a broadcasting conference and uh just it wasn't that big of an interaction but i've been following his show and you know it, it, it a lot of the times what he features is uh, stuff that probably isn't that interesting to the average person who doesn't have any idea about how the sausage is made when it comes to radio, but a lot of uh, intricate industry things and uh you know, shit that the average person probably wouldn't find interesting, but I find it interesting because I've done this since I was a kid. But um, so I like listening to it and it's from a perspective of a lot of people in Canada because uh, Matt is a Canadian himself. This is Matt right here, a short history of the sound off podcast. And um, so for years he's done this show and uh, like all these faces you see, I know who all these people are. These are luminaries, big wigs in the business. So I don't know why the hell he thought to reach out to me, but he did want to do that. So I was very excited to do that that uh, piece with him. So I sat down here and uh, he interviewed me and he just made it public uh, yesterday. And I will provide a link for it in the show notes of this podcast if you want to hear it. Um, a lot of like, um, there's a lot of discussion about uh, uh, my time working through Free Bear and Hot Wings and then launching this show. Because what he wanted to do is he described it as kind of like And it is extremely flattering because, um, when I read what he wrote about me, it doesn't fit in my brain. It, it sounds like he's talking about someone else because I'm not used to myself being talked about in any way, positive, frankly. Uh, it's just, it just doesn't happen that way. But he did write this, and I am going to read it. First of all, I'm proud of it, uh, and it kills time. No, I'm kidding. Uh, This week's show features yet another broadcast icon, and I'm like, oh, fuck. Don't call me that, who I've been a fan of for a long time. Eric Zane is one of many former radio hosts who've made the transition into podcasting, and he's done it more successfully than most. Back when I met Eric in 2019, I knew him from Free Beer and Hot Wings show out of Grand Rapids, Michigan, a show he'd just begun to pivot, wokeward away from to debut his own podcast. Uh, but this was 2019. Side note, I just had the realization that here I am live on this show, and uh, people who would be new would probably see all of the fuck ups that happened today. So that's terribly embarrassing. People that are in my industry. Ah, oh God. Matt Cundl said, "This guy does a great show. The fucking moron doesn't even know that his screen's frozen or that he's talking with no audio." Um, anyway, but this was t- uh, 2019, and it wasn't so easy back then to make the switch. Eric was one of the first to pick up on the new wave of monetization for podcasting—a wave we're still riding to this day, and the Eric Zane show remains a g- <laughs> remains a gold standard podcast. Three years later, oh my god. Together, we talk about how he managed to make that switch, the stumbles he made along the way, and which avenues uh, for support have been the most successful for him. We also dive into his storied radio career in Grand Rapids where he still lives. Oh, my God. He's laying it on with a – he's spreading it on with a trowel. Holy shit. Uh, sometime uh, something we didn't get a chance to talk about on the show, but I, uh, that I definitely think should tell you, oh no, about a lot about Eric's character is the time he donated a kidney to an old friend from high school. Check out his Fox news interview about it or read the full story here. If any of you listening are here to dispute the character, you can reach out to Matt directly. And I'm sure he will add an addendum to this about questionable character issues. Uh, You are encouraged to do that. Uh, He writes, and here's a fun fact for those who might not know Eric or his show. He puts out two episodes a day, one for his regular free show and one exclusive episode for the Patreon supporters. And then he kind of got the math fuzzy because he wrote, this means he's put out over 800 episodes total in just three years. And that is unfortunately inaccurate. It's over 1,900 I don't know how we got that wrong. I think we're at about 866. Today is the 866 free podcast. And uh, that'll be the same for Patreon. So that's, wait a minute, 8, 16, 17. Okay, it's just under 1,800. I even got it wrong. But anyway, who's counting, right? As a podcast producer myself, the amount of work... Of that schedule that requires, uh, not only gives me an anxiety attack, but also is a massive amount of respect. Oh my God. For Eric's work ethic and dedication to his show. You're very kind. If you want to learn more about Eric? You're in luck. He just happens to be one of the most connected podcast hosts out there. My God, the accolades here are ridiculous. It's embarrassing. Uh, of course there's website website. You can find and should listen to a show. But you can also find him on Twitter, Facebook, or YouTube. Support him on Patreon for exclusive bonus content or even join his subreddit to become a part of his community. Boy, he transcribes it, too. That's, that's pretty sweet. Look at that. I didn't know that. He transcribes the podcast. <laughs> the question, have you spoken to those guys since? Uh, You know what he's asking about there? All right. Uh, I linked it up on social media. If you want to check it out. Uh, Gonzalez 1969 says, did your dad and Joanne write this? I know. That was very, that was a glowing, glowing description. I I, I find that to be, uh, well, 100% accurate, frankly. He should have wrote how humble I am, too. Kyle wrote, did you write this yourself? It seems like something I would write. All right. So check that out, and I'll link it up. Chris says there was a bit of embellishment. Oh, how do you know? How do you know? Okay. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Thank you so much if you've uh, signed up in the past or you're thinking about it now. Five or ten bucks a month. I suggest one month trial to see if you like it. Tonight the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. That's what I was talking about before this thing all went to hell today. You've got this. You've got ass scrubbing. You've got Huge show. Uh, Leave the radio station at 6. We have a 7 p.m. start for Ben and Eric today. Okay? 7 p.m. start, the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. If you do not receive the invites, if you're a Patreon member and you haven't received any invites and you want to join the show, uh, send me an email and I will include you in that uh, uh, mass email that I send out with the link to join that show. So that's going to be incredible because this big day ends. And then I'm like, Oh Jesus, the weekend can start because honestly, that's uh that's a lot, but you know, once it's done, it's done. And then all I have then is Fridays. Friday's going to seem like a cakewalk. Oh, and by the way, today, in addition to scrubbing the NFK's asshole before I go to the uh, radio station, I got to run six miles. So this has been just an absolute grind this week. And I, I wouldn't have it any other way. You would think that I do cocaine, but not a bit. Okay. The open and live stream, as technically fucked as it was, is brought to you by Sarah. Sarah. Honda Granville, S-E-R-R-A, Sarah com. I have great news as they have just signed up for more marketing, another quarter on the show, and they're expanding how involved they are with this show, which helps me. I am very, very appreciative of them at Sarah Honda Granville. If you are in the market for a new or certified pre-owned vehicle, go to Sarah Honda Granville shop online S E R R a Honda You'll be hearing a lot more from my friends at Sarah Honda Granville. My pal Frank fuss is helping people navigate insurance needs. Uh, the world has changed when it uh, comes to health insurance. There is no longer an excuse for you to not have health insurance. OK, uh, the government is taking care of most of the cost for you. And I think that that is fantastic. Uh, a lot of people I, I have never understood. I've never understood. The problem. That people have with Obamacare. I've found no flaws to it. I don't understand. Maybe I'm missing something. All I know is I've utilized it for almost four years and have nothing but positive things to say about it. And I've lived it. Now, I have help. Frank helps me every year re-enroll. He saves me money based on my changing needs for healthcare. People are aging out. You know, uh, Jackie just got her own insurance. Uh, There's just various things that, he uh, makes sure that my T's are crossed and my I's are dotted. And it's like having, he's an agent. He's a licensed independent insurance agent slash broker. And so every year, okay, Eric, it's time to re-enroll. Some questions for you. Okay, Frank, what are they? And he asked me questions and he's way into it because he's an insurance nerd. And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh, yep, nope, yep, Uh uh-huh. Yeah, that's right, Uh uh-huh, nope. No, that's not true anymore. Okay, great, thanks, boom. And that's it, Uh, I have insurance. If you are self-employed, if you are between jobs if your employer does not offer insurance you you could be eligible right now so um reach out to frank and he will help you every step of the way buyinsurancehere.com is his website where you just fill out the form and then boom you're in the uh, you're in the queue uh, or just call or text him at 616-914-4070 and say eric zane sent me i need health insurance okay something else that he's great at He is the uh, Medicare Advantage plan expert. If you have someone you know or love or you are already utilizing the Medicare system, you need Frank every year and you need him right now to give you a Medicare Advantage plan checkup because you might be sidestepping things that are available to you that you didn't know that you are entitled to right now. But if you haven't filled these forms out properly properly, You could be messing this up. So I suggest you reach out to Frank if you are already utilizing the Medicare uh, system or are about to, like you're getting ready to turn 65. Thank you to Frank at My Policy Shop Insurance. Um, Hang on. I don't have the air conditioner on. Of course I don't have the air conditioner on. Don't move. I just realized uh, it's getting hot. I keep picturing in my brain all these uh, radio professionals who would listen to a show like Matt's. The Sound Off podcast. And here I am. Drinking water out of a milk jug. There is, this is probably the least professional podcast in America. Stu McAllister's podcast is more professional than my podcast. I understand that, and by the way, thank you again, Jason Mays, for tipping me off that there was no sound going out (laughs) to the world. I guess Stu McAllister. Oh, and there were so many more fantastic people who reached out to me too. Amanda, Linda, Kenny, Jason, Megan, Chris, Stevie. Aw, thank you guys. Um, Stu, I guess, on his Patreon uh, was discussing your old pal Eric Zane. It's worth it if you check it out. I don't want to read it right now, but... Uh, if you follow Stu on Patreon, you should, uh, he was talking about your old pal, Eric Zane. The one thing I, I didn't like that I will read is Stu says, I don't listen to the Eric Zane show podcast. It's like what the fuck? I mean, not listen to you, Dick. What the fuck? Come on, man. Uh, the band rage against the machine. Great band. I love those guys. Um, uh, I think they're a little weird. I know they're uh, way woke, but who gives a shit? I don't care about that. Um, yeah, Rage Against the Machine are absolutely just fantastic. Just a terrific band. Um, and I think there was a lot of time off for that band, and now they're like kind of getting back together. Uh, the I only know the two guys, uh, the lead singer, who's just a unique sounding dude, Zach De La Roca. Is it Rocha Roca? Uh, and he's fucking sweet. And um, Tom Morello, the guitar player, who I, to this day, do not know how he manages to be so good at guitar because of how he plays plays it. Have you ever seen Tom Morello play guitar? He 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 plays it like way up high. Like the uh guitar strap, he can barely get the thing over his head because he plays really high, like where the uh where he actually strums with the pick or 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 you know, hits the hits the uh strings is up by like his throat. I got to get a picture of this Tom Morello high guitar. Yeah. Look at it. It's like, he's looks like one of the Beatles. I guess it doesn't look nearly as bad the way I'm no, it does. It's fucked up. Look at this. I'm not usually they let it. They, they like, uh, most guys sling it down low. But that's like way high. That's like a whole guitar width too high. But he's like one of the best. You see the hat? Unite. Oh, yeah. He's woke as shit. Here he is wearing a Chicago Blackhawks hat. So that's fucking terrible. Uh, Here he is. A message for homeless people. It should say, get off the fucking street. There's Ed. Ed puts it way down low. Morello's way up high. It it makes me uncomfortable to watch him play guitar. So Rage Against the Machine is on stage. And uh, some fan rushes the stage. We're going to take a look at this right now. So if you're listening to the audio podcast... um. Oh, by the way, Tyler says, didn't he say Kyle was going to join the show today? Yeah, I, he asked for a later time. 9.30. In this clip, some fan goes running on the stage. And you'll see the guy uh, come flying up these steps right here. And then... I think they had their eye on him. They knew that that guy was going to attend. Look at all these fucking people. They knew that they had it because as soon as this guy started breaking up the steps to go attack Zach De La Roca, security dude comes flying in and saves the day. But problem, he uh, when he got and he kicked, okay, he throws the guy off the stage and then he smashes into Tom Morello and Tom Morello goes flying. Okay. Oh, my God, they're doing killing in the name of. Oh, God, that's fucking sweet. Watch these steps. Here he comes. Here he comes. Okay. So fat ass gets hit. He goes flying off and then he tries running into the crowd. They're going to catch him. But the security guard, after he chipped the bad guy, hits Morello, who goes flying off the stage. Oh my God, okay, so now Morello's getting his shit together. This is great. Zack Taylor-Royer goes, holy shit. Hey. What the
0: fuck is right like that, don't try to shoot. Russia's captain. Do not You're try to right? Sorry, we cool. We love y'all, but don't do that.
1: all over again that looks fun sorry y'all we're cool but don't try that shit it's almost like you know fans going too far fuck everything up imagine that weird Anyway, uh, all right, about the guy. Security went to tackle the guy, and uh, everything got, got completely jacked, obviously. They're on the uh, road with uh, some group called Run the Jewels. Let's see. Pittsburgh tomorrow. That sounds like it would be a fantastic show to see. Then they're in New York for several nights. Oh, my God. Then off to Europe. How cool is that? Let's see. Any place fun that we can... Oakland. Up to Canada. Detroit. April. That's great. They sound fantastic. How about that? All right. So, that happened. Jesus. Weird. Son of a bitch. Um, okay. God, I had a story. Would it surprise you if I'm not ready for it? Mm-hmm. Uh. Let's see. I don't have it. Hold on a second. Obviously, a lot of discussion about um, January 6th with this uh, hearing going on, which I understand that some of you think is bullshit. That this is all a dog and pony show. I don't. I don't at all. I think it's great that there's like this reckoning. And I'm hoping that the uh, Justice Department uh, is able to actually press charges. I actually want that to happen. But this couple had it all figured out and they were sentenced to 60 days in prison for this. And I'm kind of like, I don't know if they should get 60 days in prison because they were seen on camera in the Capitol, in the Red Square there, smoking a joint. They got in there and fired up. A joint. Now, of all the people that are running in there, they have to win some type of award for being the most laid back. As all of these assholes rush in, all of these sicko white people, and I've yet to see one black guy try to overthrow the government. In any of the I haven't seen one black guy in any picture. Isn't the guy, though, who runs the Proud Boys, isn't he like a black guy? Or he's like a half-black guy? Or something like that? Well, these two, John and Stacy, they got all the way inside of the Capitol, sat down, and blazed. They were sentenced to 60 days in prison earlier in the week for their roles in the insurrection. I can't I cannot go that far and say that they actually had anything to do with wanting to uh, overturn the election. And can we stop saying that that was all um, a joke that that was all nothing that that was just rabble rousing okay? If those people headed their way, Trump would be in office and Mike Pence would be dead. I was just talking with Kyler Wells about that, and he agrees with me. They each pleaded guilty to one count of parading, demonstrating, or picketing in a Capitol building. Uh, They initially faced four charges related to the riot. But as the government works to prosecute the more than 870 people arrested, federal prosecutors have offered some rioters lesser charges in exchange for their guilty pleas. I don't know. 60 days, that's a long time. And all they're doing is smoking a joint. Uh, Now, they were captured on surveillance footage inside the building. Prosecutors said they spent 40 minutes inside. During that time, they burned. uh, According to court documents, a couple took a bus to Washington, D.C. And uh, that was their plan. They used a public Facebook page to organize the bus trip from South Carolina to the nation's capital. In court, both husband and wife apologized for partaking in the riot, telling the judge that they regretted their actions and had faced social and professional consequences. (laughs) Regrettably, we brought this on ourselves. How is it that all of these people that did this, this could all have been avoided if they would have just covered their faces? Why didn't they all just buy ski masks? I've never understood. We live in a day and an age when everywhere you turn, there's cameras. You can't get away with anything. Cover your face. My God. Uh, The judge asked uh, the, uh, I'm sorry, the husband asked the judge not to give his wife prison time, taking credit for the couple's decision to go to D.C., but the judge said no. You're both getting 60 days in prison. The sentencing was meant to serve as a deterrent for anybody else who might believe they have a right to storm the Capitol. What bums me out is the people that were in the Capitol, they didn't do enough damage to warrant like life sentences or you know hanging or something like that. They just basically busted shit. I kind of wish they had actually gotten into the Capitol... And like slaughtered Congress. Because had they done that, actually slaughtered Congress and came running out, holding on to Mike Pence's head, you know, like Eric Dickerson carrying a football, I think then we would have had, you know, more drama where they're actually pulling up uh, with an armored vehicle with an M60 on top of it and just ripping into the crowd at that point. Just and you're seeing like bits of body parts and blood and shit flying everywhere and just spraying the white building of the Capitol in my heart. I kind of wanted that to happen, but as it was, these gutless idiots uh, did not have enough gumption to actually do any real damage. So the sentences were seen. It's all nonsense. You know, these, these uh, one month stay in, in, in prison, you know, Outside of the one crazy bitch who got shot when she tried to climb in the window, that was actually a great thing that happened. But, uh, you know, there hasn't been anything else in dramatic fashion. That's just me. That's just my opinion, you know? I mean, come on. Holy shit. Okay. Uh, Kyle from Dumpster Divers is going to join us in moments. In theory, um, you know, because... It's been a couple of weeks, and uh, what a time off for him. So I'm looking forward to uh, hearing from him and uh, seeing what he has to say. It should be great. He will be around in just a bit. Uh, Until then, though, hire me on Cameo. Cameo.com slash Eric Zane. If you or someone you know or love is getting ready to celebrate a birthday, maybe some type of workplace achievement or the graduate college or high school, I'd love to offer a congratulations. Uh, I can be as nice and as mean as you want me to be, okay? If somebody needs their balls busted, I will absolutely do that. Cameo.com slash Eric Zane. And it's just 15 bucks, so it's a lot of fun, and I really enjoy doing them. So if you want to check it out, go to Cameo.com slash Eric Zane. While we wait for Kyle, <clears throat> thank you again to Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Uh, Don O oh, just yesterday banged on their door and said, hey, I listened to the Eric Zancho podcast. Will you please fix my car? Thank you, Don. I appreciate that. Megan was very, very happy. 616-532-6600. Uh, reach out to them. They are right pretty much in the center of Grand Rapids, Michigan. Just four blocks east of US 131. Along 44th Street. Side Street called Stafford. Head down there. Uh, new construction going on. As they uh, double the size of their business. 616-532-6600. I've got racing at Berlin Raceway. This weekend. Uh, 630 start time. Buy your tickets online. If you want to go do something very, very fun. and enjoyably uh, fantastic experience. You will have a ton of fun. If you've never been. Holy cow. You got young kids, bring them. I do recommend some type of ear protection. They have it there if you forget it. Berlinraceway.com. When you buy the tickets online, they're just 12 bucks. Children 15 and under free. I love saying that. You have a really, really affordable family experience. You can get away with getting the whole family in if they're under 15. You know, Mom and dad pay for their tickets. 24 bucks for an evening of fun. Are you kidding me? You can bring your own cooler with all the snacks you can pack into it. 12 by 18 and smaller on the cooler, please. And they do measure it. If it doesn't fit in the template on the way in, you got to put it back in your car. So don't try to make, have a bigger cooler. 12 by 18, all the snacks you want, all the soft drinks you want. You can have no glass, though. Who brings glass? Come on. Uh, so that's awesome. If you want to go get a beer, they're just 5 bucks, And at a venue, that's dirt cheap. There's a bar underneath the grandstand. It's awesome. Great summer nights at Berlin Raceway. Got a band playing in there. You got a merch shop. They got it all covered. Great concessions. Love it. Hot dogs, just three bucks. And you can even smoke. Not in the grandstand. You got to go over to the Smokers Outpost. That's where all the burnouts hang out. Berlinraceway.com. Thinking about you, Jeff Striegel. He's going through a tough patch right now. And uh, I heard the news. My condolences. Thank you again to the Kent County Health Department. Access kent.com slash health. For any type of immunizations that you need for the kids as they go back to school. Keep that in mind. Not to mention, if you're getting ready to travel ab- uh, abroad, you will need some type of immunizations depending on where you're going. If you're going to one of these shithole countries, like Donald Trump likes it to say, uh, call them, you, you may need an immunization. All right. Kent County Health Department, accesskent.com slash health. All right. Um, Kyle should be here very soon, but I'm going to try to squeeze in a couple more. So my apologies. Uh, The managed IT service provider of the show is Blue Frost IT. Love those folks. Alan and Ashlyn. startup business, uh, doing great things. Voted on by their peers. It's the number one IT business in all of Michigan at the annual IT convention for the state. They keep winning it. It's because they're the best. Now, if you have a small or medium-sized business, you probably don't have your own IT department. Well, you do now with Blue Frost IT. So the first thing you need to do is upgrade your tech because your shit's slow and it sucks and all your employees hate it and they want better stuff to be more productive. Don't discourage them, okay? Reach out to Blue Frost IT And uh, get started with that. After that consultation, they'll help you buy your stuff. They'll help you set it up. And then they will become your managed IT service provider. See, Kyle is in waiting right now. He's getting set up right now. It's been way too long since Kyle has joined us on the show. Uh, Before we... Bring them in. Remember, there's comedy at Full House Comedy. Venues all over West Michigan, Holland, Muskegon, Grand Rapids, north of GR. Fullhousecomedy.com for any show in and around the area. Venues all over the place. Love them so much. Ladies and gentlemen. Okay, let me see if I can make this happen, because with me, you never know. I give you the multi-talented Kyle. Kyle, how are you, buddy? Good, how are you doing? I can't yet see you, but that's okay. It's not your fault. It's my fault. Well, that's all right. Okay. Uh, how are you? Where you been?
2: good hey first of all sorry i, I didn't uh br- i forgot my microphone this morning so you're getting shitty quality kyle today dude it sounds fine it sounds fine man
1: it sounds fine uh everybody's glad to see your face though man
2: yeah i was uh, yeah sorry about that guys i uh, i ended up locked i was locked up in some dude's basement for a couple weeks there
1: okay hey you know and uh and uh, you know i was talking about the uh vacation i hope you had a uh I hope you had a good time on, on on your vacation.
2: Yeah, it was a good time. Actually, um, so, I, uh, yeah, so guys, here's, here's what's going on. Um, I'm trying to get dumpster divers on a fucking TV show. So, um, I've been going through like this casting process and whatnot, I guess you'd say. So, yeah, I had to, um, I was kind of out doing that and trying and do some other business meetings, I guess you'd say. Um, but, uh yeah so that's what i was doing i'm, I'm trying to get dumpster divers famous and-
1: um so this would be like one of those shows that you see on like tlc or some stupid shit where they like script half the stuff or i mean how, how would it go
2: so so here's the thing so I, I guess i could i shouldn't really call it a tv show because it's not actually on tv it's 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 like a it's more of um what do you call it? It's like an entrepreneur competition slash reality show type thing, I guess you'd say. But um yeah, it's on like Facebook and it's on like it's on like it's not on TV, it's on right. like various
1: okay. So this would be uh, of, this would be web based is what you're saying.
2: Yeah, basically. But the point is like it's like a competition or whatever, and then you get like some sweet ass contacts and whatnot. So I'm trying to make it so um, you know, dumpster dive, so we can start franchising and all that type of stuff.
1: Yeah, I know you had talked about that. So the uh, the idea would be dumpster divers would be all over the United States, and people would like uh, buy in, like if they're trying to get a fucking Kentucky Fried Chicken the same way, right?
2: Same thing, dude. And then then your old your old buddy Kyle just ends up getting richer and richer and richer, dude.
1: Yeah, I know it. So that at that point, you don't really do anything. You just say, yeah, okay, you're you're the new franchisee, and then you just take his money. It's like a big pyramid scheme.
2: Well <laughs> no, there's uh there's quite a bit that goes in. That's so that when I worked at two men in a truck at the corporate office back in the old day skis, um, that's what I did. Like I started I helped people start up franchises. So that's like my that's like my special. Um so once we get it we get into that that level when we start doing that, then people are gonna get some pretty serious shit from dumpster divers. It's gonna be cool.
1: Excellent, excellent. What else is happening? What can you uh, what can you share with us that's fun and exciting? With you, Kyle?
2: um Well, that's that's like the most fun and exciting thing, I guess you'd say. Um, trying to get on a fucking TV show because I feel like since I was a little kid, I feel like I was born to be on TV, but um, <laughs> I never I never have had the opportunity, nor will, did I ever think I was going to get that. I was like, dude. Dumpster divers might be the old way, you know what I mean? So whatever, I'll let let you guys know what happens. Well,
1: you know, Um, considering that people, all they do nowadays is on TikTok, they just shoot a stupid video of them dancing, and the whole world knows about it within five minutes. I know they're instantly famous. Uh, Why not? How would you? What would you do on your show? Are you just counting on your wits and style to get you to get you?
2: (laughs) So here's the thing. Here's what. Here's what I end the old anticipatory Kyle skills. This is what I think is going to happen. There's going to be a bunch of fucking people who think that they're real fucking smart and, like, they tried to be, like, the best business person of all time. And, like, you know, you know how those people are. So I think they're going to do that. And then there's going to be me who's going to be exactly like you guys know me and just cracking jokes and making a briefs and talking like an idiot. And that's what I'm going to do, dude.
1: All right. Very good. Uh, question. Hi guys. Who of you two has banged more chicks? <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's, uh, that's a good one. Cause here's the thing. I'm, I, in my twenties was not like a very set, like I wanted chicks or whatever, but I, I was, I'm a very scared of STDs. So I wasn't like a one night stand guy or like, a uh, you know, go partying or going, you know, like I wasn't like crazy like that. So it might be you dude. But here's the thing also. Um, I'm pretty tall, and um, I tell a lot of jokes. So, like, I chicks were interested in me, but, like, not to, like, a crazy level. So, it's it depends on what your younger life was like, Eric you know Zane.
1: No, it was very – okay. Now, if I had the opportunity to, like, every night a new chick before Diana, I, I would have done that, okay? I would have absolutely have done that. Um, but that never really manifested because – you mean I met Diana, and I was very, very young. So, uh, you know, we've been together ever since. So, I, I, my number is, stands at three. There's only three,
2: three women. Oh, okay. So, and, so, yeah, I've I've definitely banged more chicks than you, but not like a, I never banged like a hundred chicks. I know some dudes out there probably banged like a couple hundred.
1: Right, right. And the thing, the thing with me is, uh, like, woman number one. Okay, this is my very first sexual experience it never occurred to me that women sometimes want to just have sex with a guy with, and then that's it. It's over, you know? So when yeah. that happened for me, I was like, I love you with all of my soul. I will never, I will never. And she's like, Oh fuck this, this creepy fucking idiot. Oh no. And so, <laughs> you know, she, she quickly got rid of me and I was like, Oh, 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 oh okay my life will never be the same it's embarrassing you know but it,
2: yeah and, you got you gotta be careful about that stuff dude
1: i mean had i known that that was i mean that would have been fine but i was i was uh, uh my first experience that was like uh, it was you know that was it for me i was all in <laughs> uh so
2: that yeah i just i thought somebody asked about Gonzalez, nineteen sixty nine says, Do Kyle answer the question of how many small people fit in one of his dumpsters? If he means midgets, I've thought about it before, hundred percent.
1: Yeah, we were talking about that earlier in the show. First of all, that term, uh, it it's kind of like I guess that's a like saying the N word or the R word. What do you what do you think about no. that?
2: No, I no dude I call them midgets twenty four seven, dude. They're midgets. That's what they are, dude.
1: I'm glad you took the heat off me because I was I was I was saying it as well, and and uh, I was also talking about there's the uh, extreme midget wrestling organization, and they call the <laughs> they call themselves that, and they travel around the country.
2: Yeah, dude. Here's the thing. Like, whatever, like I know that what they're supposed to be called, what like little people. To me, little people sounds worse than midget. I like, agree. Cause then it's like because yeah, it's like it's like you calling them like a people but then like you got to categorize them like you're not a regular person you're a little person you call them a midget it's like a whole different category dude
1: wasn't there a candy known as midgets for a while it was like no like, dude, it was
2: to- tootsie rolls that's right? what it was like the little ones are called, those are called midgies that
1: that might be bad too you know <laughs> i mean that's kind of like abbreviating the n-word if you shorten the n-word you're still you're still going to lose your job you know, yeah, that's true. I mean, if if you can, if it's okay to shorten midgets to midge, what? Well, if you shorten the n word to something, you're still going to be in trouble.
2: That's a here's a, here's an interesting question that we need one of the the viewers who are on Google right now. What came first, calling them midgets, or did the Tootsie Roll midgies? Did those come first, and then we started calling midgets midgets because of the Tootsie Rolls, or do we call the Tootsie Rolls midges because of midgets? This is one of the classic questions of our generation.
1: I agree with you, but I, I, I'm pretty sure that the whoever was making Tootsie Rolls said, hey, these ones are small. So those people are small. So let's just call them midges, you know, and then they're sitting around the board meeting they're going, yeah, fuck those midgets. Let's just call them midges. So, you know, uh, all right. Matt. Here's
2: the thing. If there's a if there's a if there was ever a corporate meeting where a bunch of people are sitting around a table and someone said "fuck those midgets," that's a company I want to work for.
1: One hundred percent. In fact, you <laughs> should put on your uh, website "Dumpster Divers" and then put a star, one of those big advertising stars, and in the star write "fuck those midgets" right on it, and, <laughs> and put it on your website.
2: Um, uh, you know, and here's here's the thing. Like, I feel like it, it would kind of work because I don't even I don't. I don't know this for a, a statistic, but I, I haven't seen that many midgets in West Michigan. So I don't think I'd lose too many half customers.
1: Well, half customers. <laughs> well, what's interesting, I don't know, because we there's been a lot of talk about abortion, you know, with the overturning of Roe versus Wade. So I don't, you know, because one of the th- problems with abortion for a lot of people is um. A lot of the times the physicians can determine okay you're you are carrying a child that has down, that has down syndrome and so moms will abort the baby because they don't want to raise a child with down syndrome now for me I find that horrible and disgusting but I wonder my point is do the doctors say you're carrying a midget and then the mom goes well I don't want that fucking midget and then that's it you know <laughs>
2: This I'm, you're right. That's uh, I thought about me and Blue actually talked about that when, before uh, my son was born, where she was like, like, what if he? Because I was always making not making fun of midgets, but they just scare me. They just freak me out. So I, you know, if you see like a midget on TV or if you talk about midget, then I would I would say my opinion or whatever. And she's like, what if our son becomes a midget? And like I was like half joking, but like more so I was like. We can't, we can't do it, dude. Because it just, it just freaks me out. It just freaks me out.
1: I, I think the descri- the description of what if our son becomes a midget. It, you make it seem like it, they, they transform <laughs> in, in some weird way. It, I think they're born that way.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I didn't mean it. As, yeah, it's just it, like
1: it's a good, not a like, choice. It's-
2: well, I guess. <laughs> You can I guess you, you can pretty much transition to anything these days. So you could probably transition to be a midget. Well yeah.
1: Of course you could. You know, I mean if a lady can cut her boobs off and become a man, you can hack off your arms and shorten them and reattach them and become a midget, right? I like that. Okay. All right. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Josh says no, they they definitely don't grow into it. This is all a horrible conversation by the way. This is all, and by the way, Sarah writes that Tupperware. How do we get on midgets? I Because it was in the news, because Jerry Jones talked about it. And then someone asked if, Kyle, how many uh, midgets you could get in a dumpster. Uh, Tupperware has little containers that oh, are, yeah, cu- that are right. called midgets. So if you get Tupperware, you can say, get your midgets from Tupperware. Uh, would you have sex with a not. midget? Would you have sex with a midget, Kyle? If you were a single man.
2: Me, absolutely not. Oh, I would. I would. You would?
1: Uh, um, I would have sex with anyone, any. Well, not, I would have sex preferably <laughs> with a woman, but any woman. I, I am, I am an absolute. Right now, I am monogamous, obviously, but I am an absolute whore. I would sleep with any woman, especially birth defects. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I, uh, it would be physically impossible for me to do that because I would not be able to become hard. I would be like, You're freaking me out, midget. That's all. That's all it wouldn't work.
1: I think you're taking the cake of absurdity and rudeness by saying that they freak you out. I don't.
2: I don't. I mean, hey, it's. Everyone's entitled to their opinion, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of people got a lot of crazy opinions. Mine is just that midgets freak me out. <laughs> All right,
1: well, uh, moving on, Kyle. Um, is there anything else that's uh burning on your brain in uh, in, at, in this edition of Let's Kill with Kyle from uh, from Dumpster Divers?
2: Yeah, I got a couple of things. First thing is, I've been thinking about it a lot lately. I'm 33 now, and I, you know how like you like just think of random thoughts and kind of categorize your life in terms of years by like random categories, and I'm realizing that I'm 33 and like you know to start like you band is it's getting little, dude. I don't, I'm like getting older and I might not be able to do it, dude.
1: Wait a minute, I missed that. It kind of crapped out. What?
2: Oh my bad. I said um. I'm 33 now, so like I'm getting older and I'm realizing that my my chance to start like an 80s rock tribute band it's dwindling.
1: Okay, uh, what are you just a singer or you play guitar too?
2: Yeah, I, I, well, I play uh, quite a few instruments, but guitar is my favorite. Now, I I could be a singer, but it's I mean, it's not going to be quality. It's just going to be more like showmanship as opposed to right, right quality vocals. You know what I mean?
1: Okay, so Tom Petty.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, no, more like it'd be like uh, let's see, here. like Alice Cooper type singing.
1: Okay. Uh, well, what's what's the holdup? Why, I mean, why would this? what in the world could possibly hold you back? Just, just go do it. Is it time? Is it all time?
2: It's time, dude. Um, it's straight up. Uh, yeah. Like I got my son and stuff, and, you know, I got to mow the lawn, you know, I, this isn't uh, too much crap to do for me to be in a band. But when I was younger, I was like, dude, a hundred percent, I'm going to start a, like a eighties rock band before, before it gets too late. And, um, it's, I think it's too
1: late then <laughs> nah, come on no no I mean especially if you were to uh, if your your business were to take off to a point where people are just making you rich beyond your wildest dreams then you have the time then you have the time you have the money and before long you're gonna have the chicks because as soon as you do an 80s rock band you're gonna get uh, 50 and 60 year old wom- women who just are losing their minds over you
2: that you're right dude yeah um... I know, because the funny thing is, like I mentioned Alice Cooper. Like, I've, I've gone to a bunch of his concerts, and actually I think me and Blue are going to go to the one in September when it comes to the GR. Um, but uh, usually when I go to those concerts, it's like me jamming, like just standing up and rocking, and then a bunch of old people sitting in the chairs looking at me like, I'm nuts. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, you know, you're kind of like an outlier, being that you're only 33 and a fan of a guy whose average fan is like 89 years old
2: like that. (laughs) I know.
1: How did you, how is it that you love Alice Cooper? How were you, were you introduced to him by your, uh, by your family or something?
2: So that is, that's a solid question, right? So I actually, the reason I ended up liking him, this is how like, um, an Aspergery type brain works. But, um, I thought it was my cousin. <laughs> okay. Not like I thought Alice Cooper was my cousin, but like I heard um, his song Desperado. Like my dad had played it in the cassette player or whatever. And his voice sounds like my cousin's voice, but my cousin is like way older than me. He's like, I don't know, 20, probably 20 years older than me because my mom's sister is way older than her. But, anyways, so they sounded similar. And so I thought I was like, that's my cousin. You know what I mean? My dad's like, no dude, that's not your cousin. That's Alice Cooper. But I, I like didn't believe him at first, but then he put it to me and like show me music videos and stuff. But then I just, I just, that was it. Like, I just loved it right after that.
1: Uh, I've actually met him. I think I might've told you that, that I, that I, have I ever told you at the time I met Alice Cooper?
2: I feel, I feel like you did. I can't remember the D's. Yeah, yeah, he's great.
1: Wonderful guy. Wonderful guy. Um, yeah, that way, I, you know. And that's the thing, he's a bastard. the thing is about Alice Cooper, he's his vocal range is not. I mean, he doesn't. He's not a great singer, you know. But he, right. uh, he is singing the right notes. There's just not much range to them. And I think that he's he's in yeah. the wheelhouse of anybody who likes to sing karaoke, like the song "Be My Lover." She struts into. That's all he's doing. He's just growling.
2: <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
1: Uh, All right. Kyle, anything else going on that you want to hash out with the audience?
2: Yeah. So I I looked up this article and it caught my eye because, um, listen, dude, women are crazy, right? So I caught this. I caught this. And I don't know if you talked about this. um, Time out. Time out.
1: Time out. You're breaking up bad now.
2: Uh Oh, I'm right. I'm right under the. Do I sound better now?
1: For that so sentence, listen, yeah. yeah.
2: Listen, to this, listen to this article, dude. Listen, this is the title of the article. Sheriff says woman intent on revenge set fire to the wrong house, dude. So basically, this article says this lady wanted it like her ex boyfriend like pissed her off or whatever, and she went to burn his fucking house down because she was pissed, and she burnt down the wrong house, dude. <laughs> Burns can down you the- believe
1: that dude oh fuck crazy she burned
2: down the wrong I house like, it's like i i mean i do not really I, I i do not know what to think about that dude. i was just like can you imagine you're just a dude in your house and like all of a sudden like the house is on and you go out there and like the lady is probably like out there like screaming at the house and right, right. he goes out there and he's like this how are you and she's like wait a minute <laughs> is this jesse's house or whatever he's standing out and then he's like hey what
1: are you doing over there oh no she's like oh fuck yeah that would be uh that would be screwed up so they obviously caught her and she's busted
2: uh, busted big time dude i mean not I'm- i know can you imagine like going to j- you go to jail for that and like in there yeah. you're like telling the story of how you got in there and then you yeah. burnt down the right house
1: <laughs> i'm reasonably concerned about witnessing that in my own neighborhood
2: <laughs>
1: uh all right hey i'm gonna cut you loose you're the best and uh i want everybody to reach out to you on dumpster at dumpster divers dumpster divers uh to obviously get a deal in a dumpster and uh your podcast if they want to divers
2: baby and yeah check us out give us a call and then also check out the Chibian show baby
1: what do they search? The Chibians Show, yes?
2: Yep, that's exactly it, baby.
1: C-H-I-B-I-A-N-S.
2: Chibians, baby. <laughs>
1: All right, it's good to have you back. Tell your uh, lovely blue I said hello, okay?
2: All right, sounds good. Love you guys. All right, see you, man.
1: Kyle from Dumpster Divers. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how it is. He starts out fine. And then, uh, the computer fucks up. I think, uh, woke Stevie might've gotten bent out of shape on that. I think she did not like the jokes about, uh, little people. All right, I'm gone. So I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta fix this. She did this big. All right, I'm leaving. very concerned about her hello hey stevie hi how are you good how are you oh my god you didn't like that talk about little people did you no it wasn't that it was the comments oh comments people were making bad comments people were i don't know some some people i don't know
0: Okay. They were just, I don't know, just being gross. Is it okay. I was like, I, I, you know, I can't uh, deal with this right now. All right.
1: That's all. All right. I, I, I'm very happy to hear that, by the way, because I, I thought that it was me. And I was like, oh, no, what did I do to Stevie? I i, I was worried oh, about no, that. no, 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 no. It wasn't you.
2: It was just, I was like, this okay. is a little bit much for me this morning. I'm not awake yet. Yeah, I
1: don't blame you. I have no idea. <laughs> there's there's like a new name in there that I don't recognize, and it I don't know who it is. It says hyper-blocked, and it's all in capital letters in purple. And I don't know yeah. if that person, if it was that person. But it
2: was that guy or that person and some other person. And I was just like, you know, oh, I'm good.
1: Yeah. You, you, yeah, hey, I know how it is. All right. Yeah. All right. This no time, problem. I'll see you on Patreon. Thank God. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'll all right, see you. Bye. Thank you, bye. As you know, as you all know, I'm all about making everyone happy. Hey, guys, don't worry about it on the comments. If she can't hang, that's okay. She'll be back. She's tough. I have no idea what the hell's going on. I'm barely paying attention. Uh, We will get to the asshole of the day in just a little bit. I'm encouraging you to reach out to me if you want me to talk about your business. Advertising on the Eric Zane Show podcast works. I just had, I'm finishing up a massive week. It's been an absolute juggernaut uh, for audio podcast downloads. We're we're knocking on the door of 50,000 for the week. And that's pretty fantastic. I'm usually pretty happy with 35, 40. But it's been awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you want your message heard um, going out to thousands of people, reach out to me. It's affordable family fun. Eric at com on the Shoreliner Striping Inbox. I will help you out and tell you how it works. Uh, no budget is too little or no budget is too big, obviously. Eric at Uh Extremely grateful for advertisers like the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Um, folks, if you're like, yeah, um, this credit card bill, this pesky, uh, seven grand, though it's not killing us, I want it gone because the interest rate is now, uh, way up on that card after the Fed jacked it again. So you see, you're paying a lot in interest on that seven grand. So if you're sitting at a 24% on that seven grand, that's a lot of money extra that they're making off of you go and get the money out of your house whose value is and the value of that house is through the roof right now. And, you know, get the money out of your house and pay 5% or less on that same amount of money. Take the money. Don't spend it and pay off that bill. That's smart. Then instead of paying 24%, you're paying five or less. You're getting the money out of your house. That's a good move. That's a solid maneuver. Okay? Then the bill's gone. Then you can take that extra money and either save it, which is what I recommend, and uh, invest it in yourself into your retirement account or whatever you do with your money, your IRA, or uh, save it for uh, uh, you know something else, maybe a car payment or something. All right. Uh, More info when you reach out to Mario from the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. NMLS number 3035. 231-332-6505. Or you just want to get a mortgage to buy a house. If your credit's great, this is going to be an easy process. If it stinks, it's going to take a little bit more work, but he's up for it. 231-332-6505. Servicing customers anywhere in the U.S. with the exception of Alaska, Hawaii, uh, South Carolina, and Maine. Shout out to Joe Martinez from A&E Heating and Cooling. 616-516-8579. He's the best. If, uh, you need uh, some scheduled maintenance for your AC or your furnace, reach out to Joe 616-516-8579. You need a new install on a furnace or an air conditioner. He'll install the comfort maker brand of furnaces and air conditioners, which is the absolute gold standard. Thank you, Joe Martinez. Some comments from you all. Kent drop the E out of you. So Senor Martinez will be at my house today. Thank you, Kent. From Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. blocked. It's a new name. I don't know if this is a person who's been here before and just going by a different name. Perhaps. That's going to happen. We've got an armada of listeners who are in flux right now. Not an armada. It's a it's a group of listeners who don't want to be known by their original names. So they're changing their names. And I can't prove it, but I'm assuming Hyperblock is one of those. Welcome. I paid for Eric Zane ads, and now I own my first home. Ads work with Eric Zane. Well, maybe not. Hyperblock says, nope, you ain't seen me before. And HyperBlocked is also a streamer, so welcome. Sorry, Stevie, I hope it wasn't my ding-dong comment, says Josh. Who knows? Who knows? Can't drop the E out of you, referring to Joe Martinez, forbidden Spanish. I want him to teach me to say it's colder than a witch's tit in here. We have the asshole of the day. Who is it going to be today? Oh, by the way, Tony Dow did finally pass away. Yesterday's asshole of the day was Tony Dow's publicist. Uh, That poor guy. Rest in peace, Tony Dow. Okay. Okay. Asshole of the day. We talked about the huge show. Jerry uh, Jones has an M word problem. Um, okay. And we also have a problem because I left the cap like an asshole off of my dry erase marker overnight and it's fucking dead. So I want you to pretend that there it says, uh, Fan rushes who rush stage is the asshole of the day and nearly had Tom Morello killed. That fan who interrupted the Rage Against the Machine show is your asshole of the day. Brought to you by TC Paintball and JM Synthetics. That reminds me. I should probably include some Rage Against the Machine on the Insane Asylum at some point. I'll be making that show within the next day or so. And available for you on Patreon. Uh, Sign up on Patreon. I had uh, Shelly A. signed up yesterday. I appreciate that. Um, uh, August 1 is going to be a bitch because um, after the past week, uh, I'm I'm expecting some blowback from that uh, when those Patreons run out because when you cancel, you get the rest of the month. So, um, okay, yeah, looking to make that up with um, new members. I would appreciate that. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. As you know, I do this show free. In hopes that you'll sign up for the Patreon to get more content. So honestly, if you are like, okay, uh, I wish I had more to listen to during the week. This just isn't enough. Especially if you're the type that listens to a lot of stuff during your work week. Uh, This thing is the perfect compliment for you. I, I put a lot of uh, uh, material up on it. And so I try to over deliver on the Patreon. So during, during a given listening week, you're sitting on 25, 26 hours of content. And I hope that works for you. Please try it. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane, five bucks a month, all of the audio and the archive, 10 bucks a month, all of the video and the audio uh, archive and the live stream are the former Patreon listeners still coming to the Thursday Zoom? You mean the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast? I I don't know. I can't get into their brains. They are invited because they're um, they still have to the end of July to utilize the content. So that doesn't change. That's uh, part of the deal. You know, I would never, uh, uh, take that away from them, but, uh, we'll see. I don't know. That might be, if that happened, um, all those people who canceled and they show up, Oh my God, would that be fantastic? That would be great. Now, frankly, I don't know if I have the energy to get into another shouting match. I don't know if they have the energy to win, I should say, another shouting match. But, you know, whatever. I, God knows. I cannot get into their brains. They make their own adult decisions. But we could only hope that that does happen.
0: You're such a big black dick because I know you want to hear it.
1: That might be the greatest clip that has ever clipped. Go suck a big black dick because I know you want to, Eric. Like, that's a bad thing. Who wouldn't want to do that? That's a ladies and men thing. A giant black dick? I have got the big black dick because I know you want to hear it. Okay? Guilty. Gotta work on your insults. I
0: have got the big black dick because
1: I know you want to hear it. I want to remind you to go suck a big black dick. Because I know you want to. All right. Randy says she just spit out her water to suck a big black dick. Are you getting ready right now to suck a big black dick, Randy? I cannot believe it. Randy's getting ready to suck a big black dick right now. Good for you. Good for you. I'm going to go too. See you, folks. Have a good one. Bye-bye. man i said it wrong it's brandis not brandy my my bad brandis is getting ready to go suck a big black dick